you're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Hello world, welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. It's the middle of July and I hope you are in the middle of an amazing summer. We are T-minus a shrinking number of days until I start wearing a new piece of jewelry to go with my gold chain and $2 pedometer watch. Yes, the wedding, it's fast approaching. We'll have some content from that weekend, as well as my upcoming bachelor party weekend in Montreal. So you won't want to miss those upcoming episodes. But before we talk about the future, let's go back to the past and talk about a recent experience I felt was worth spreading. Before we get to the story, we need to pay some bells and let you be transformed by today's podcast sponsor. Today's sponsor is Siggy's Icelandic Style Yogurt. The real secret to the success of Team Iceland, the movie D2, Mighty Ducks. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm at work, after a busy morning and a quick lunch break, I tend to get that 2.30 feeling where my stomach begins to rumble. Not a Richter scale level rumble, but just a a decent sized quiver alerting me that I need a little boost. Naturally, I like to find a healthy solution, but I struggle to find something that will properly satiate my appetite. That's where Siggy's Icelandic style yogurt comes into play. With upwards of 16 grams of protein, less than 10 grams of sugar, and zero grams of fat, this tasty concoction satisfies my craving without putting too much sucrose in my system. The yogurt can be eaten alone in many tantalizing flavors or supplemented with some granola or other pieces of fruit. Even though the fat content is stripped down, it keeps the same rich taste, so you feel you'll be cheating the system. So next week, when you're in your cubicle, trying to finish those reports that old Mr. Johnson, or Mrs. Johnson, whoever that might be, wants on their desk by 5pm, remember Siggy's, and give your afternoon the kick it needs with some Icelandic-style yogurt. I haven't even been to Iceland, and I might be butchering the name of Icelandic, but I can already tell you that they understand how to satisfy their citizens. Siggy's Yogurt, simple ingredients so you can solve the day's complex problems. Welcome back to Luke's Ask You Experience. Today on the podcast, I'm riding solo. Yes, the discussion today is about the art of presenting. So I felt it was apropos for me to talk about this as I'm in front of this microphone. But a month ago, I I gave a TED Talk presentation uh, in front of my marketing colleagues at Intuit. TED Talk, for those not familiar, is a type of presentation that was originally created by the media organization TED. TED stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. And this organization focuses on sharing ideas across a variety of industries and topics. The TED Talk format was created to showcase great, well-formed ideas in under 18 minutes. TED is extremely adamant about keeping under that time frame, and I don't blame them, because more than 18 minutes, my mind starts to drift. Except when I'm listening to the Lucas Asu Experience, though. I can listen to that thing for hours. I've listened to many TED Talks and left inspired on most of them. That is what I wanted to do if I was ever given the chance. So back to it, back to the presentation. We'd been asked by senior leaders at Intuit 
to submit ideas of brands that inspire us and do a good job of succeeding at building a positive customer experience. They would select a couple of us to showcase uh, those brand experiences at a company event. In racking my brain, the company that was top of mind with my wedding on the horizon was a company called Suit Supply. I recently went there to check out suits and was blown away with their approach to, to traditional suit shopping. I submitted my idea about my experience with Suit Supply, and I was fortunate enough to be chosen to speak about my experience and how Suit Supply is changing the suit game for men across the globe. So I was selected about a week, two weeks before the presentation. Now came the fun part of bringing the idea from paper to, to a coherent presentation. As I went through the process, there were a few things that I kept reminding myself if I wanted to create and ultimately present at a high level. I felt these reminders are good for anyone to take into account. So I wanted to share with you, the loyal LAE faithful, whether it be a presentation to a full conference room or a one-on-one -on -one presentation to your boss, these are good reminders and could be helpful for you. So here we go. First, know who you are speaking to. If a group of C-level execs, if that's your target market, then you want to keep things at a high level and not bore them with complex charts that will have them looking glazed over. Fortunately or unfortunately, I was going to present to a group of 500 folks, ranging from marketing interns to the CMO. Therefore, I made sure to speak up in parts, but not try to impress by throwing out useless business buzzwords to make me appear more distinguished. In addition, not everyone was male, nor did everyone enjoy wearing suits and other formal wear. So I made sure the story was less about the suit, but more about the way it made me feel. I wanted to connect to this wide range of audience members. Second thing to remember, when I started writing my talking points down, I realized it was easy to become a salesperson for Suit Supply. Even though I'd only visited them twice, I felt like a salesperson communicating the benefits of what Suit Supply could, could bring to the table. People don't want to just be a spokesperson for the product. They don't want to listen to an ad. They want a personal connection with you and see how that brand met a specific need for you and potentially in a later life for them. Just talking about the price or talking about the features of a suit wasn't going to captivate this audience. I wanted the audience to feel as if they were trying on the suit for the first time with me. I wanted them to feel the premium wool dangling off my shoulders. The modern cut pants that accentuated the extra leg time I put in the gym this past year. That is true, ladies. Most importantly, Julie. These emotions are what grab people's attention. And most importantly, keep the attention on you, the speaker. My third reminder, focus on the thing that you were in control of, the presentation of the content. Technology will always seem to fail you in some capacity. It's almost a unwritten rule. You take any presentation, PowerPoint, or utilizing a video, it's never going to run completely how you want it to run. Sometimes jokes won't land on every audience member as well. But who doesn't like fashion puns, though? I still, don't, I still don't get why some of those jokes don't work. But that's neither here nor there. Regardless, those are not the elements that you can control as a presenter. I love the, that people give you advice of picturing everyone in the audience naked. And that's a way to, 
calm your nerves as well as help you focus on what you're in control. And although the, the mental picture can be somewhat atrocious, I think the concept can help you and focus on yourself and what you need to do. In my preparation leading up to this presentation and the actual presentation itself, I played my game like the great Roger Federer, who happened to just win his 19th Grand Slam major, uh, second major of the year at Wimbledon this past weekend. I know I'm time-dating myself of when this was recorded, but shout-out to my boy, Raj. But I equipped it to like any sporting event. I wanted to play my game out there. I knew if I was able to hit on the key themes of my presentation, all those extra ancillary items would fall into place. The last reminder for me was something that you hear in almost any endeavor, anything that you take on. Practice makes perfect. And presenting, it's no exception. The more times you run through the presentation, the more comfortable and more natural you sound. 10,000 hour rule. Granted, I don't know if you want to spend 10,000 hours on a presentation, but you get the drift. No one loves listening to a, a, a robot that memorizes everything, though. So you want to still feel personable, but more on the well-polished side. I, I'm actually one of the few that actually prefers to listen to someone who is over-the-top prepared and knows their lines than someone standing up and just winging it. So the night before, and ultimately the week before, I was in my, in my room, in my hotel room the, the night before, running through the script, predicting laughs, maybe predicting silence if some people didn't laugh at my jokes, but determining necessary pauses, and really building my comfort with the material. I wanted to know this material inside and out, that it didn't matter if I was in a large ballroom, if I was in a small conference room, I would be able to deliver the message that I wanted to deliver. So the four points to remember in the art of presenting Know your audience. Point one, you can't necessarily create something that hits on everyone, but try to relate to the audience's needs as much as you can. Point number two, drop the salesy approach. Make people buy you instead of the product or service. Point three, focus on what you can control, delivering the speech, not the reaction of the audience, not the video playing, not those ancillary items. They will fall into place. And the last, fourth point, Practice makes perfect. Now, I, I don't consider myself an expert at presenting by any stretch of the imagination. You've listened to 14 of these podcasts. I Hopefully, you've listened to them all by now. But you've listened to these podcasts. Some of them are very raw. Some of them are well rehearsed. But I felt this experience with the TED Talk was something that you could learn from, both good and bad. You'll definitely hear some heavy breathing that I have that actually was was doing the day of that the nerves were getting to me a little bit but enough, enough of this build up i know i've got you on the edge of your seat you want to hear the actual main event from the ted talk presentation i get it so without further ado here it is the ted talk live from the ray dolby theater ballroom in los angeles california hello team into it You've probably heard the old adage, dress for the job you want. 
However, as a price-conscious individual, I found it tough to do without looking like this. My name is Lucas Askew, and I've been on a personal journey to find that company to help me dress for the job that I want. On this quest, I found a company that we, as Intuit marketers, can learn from. A company's brand motto that is straight to the point, yet still personal, which permeates through every customer touchpoint. That company is called Suit Supply. I'll get to them in a second, but first, let me take you back a few years on this journey. The year was 2012. I had just finished my MBA and was interviewing for my first job. As a graduate, without a steady cash flow, I had to resort to wearing my father's old chocolate brown suit, which happened to be two sizes too big. I remember the hiring manager mentioning to me, a future tip, remember to undo the bottom button on the suit. It's just there for form and no one actually wears it anyways. Slightly embarrassed, I took the tip to heart. And the next day, I went shopping. Unfortunately, what I saw were suits that all looked the same and were very uncomfortable. Discouraged, I slouched off, but not before I noticed a table of ties. What I liked about the ties, each had its own unique pattern. It gave off an image of professionalism, yet it was memorable. That's what I wanted in my own personal brand. But a month into my new job, I worked up the courage to actually display my new brand and wear one of my ties. When I walked into work that Tuesday morning, I felt a sense of prestige that I had not experienced before. The tradition of Tie Tuesday was born, and to this day, I will don a tie every Tuesday and the occasional Thursday when you're speaking at the GMAX conference. And who knows, maybe after today's talk, I can even convince these two to join the tie bandwagon, as they obviously like dressing alike. But flash forward to the present day, you may think my brand transformation is complete, but as I noticed, I was missing a piece. Uh, as I prepare for a couple weddings this year, and most importantly, attend my own in August, I realized just wearing a tie won't cut it. I needed a suit. So there I was back in 2012, where I was looking at traditional department stores. This time, through word of mouth, I came across a global men's fashion brand called Suit Supply. Suit Supply, led by this man, Foca de Young, are bold about living out their brand statement of straight to the point, yet still personal. The first time I interacted with that brand, I felt that personal touch. I was impressed by their website, and they gave me a personal stylish tool. It put me in control. I was able to gain real-life style advice from experts. They were able to ship samples to my home. I tried them on, shipped them off, without dropping a dime or leaving the friendly confines of my home. And even if I wanted that traditional brick-and-mortar experience, I was able to have that same brand interaction. When I walked into their San Francisco store, I was not inundated by a pushy salesperson asking me if I needed everything today. I was given the opportunity to browse at my own pace, find my own style, but when I did have a question, someone was there to meet it in a timely manner. In addition, while I was shopping uh, amongst the store near the checkout, they actually have an in-store tailor turning around alterations in a matter of minutes. This commitment to the customer was impressive to me. 
but before I was willing to pull the trigger, my inner QuickBooks accountant came out. How much was I going to have to budget for this customized suit option? In a blind test performed by the Wall Street Journal, they compared an Armani suit and a suit supply suit. Both ranked extremely high on design and quality. The difference? The Armani suit, $3,600. Suit supply, only $600. This was in thanks in large part to their vertically integrated business model. And suit supply takes these efficiencies and passes the savings on to their customers. That's a rarity in the high-end clothing market. Suit Supply has taught me as a marketer the role the brand plays in every single channel. And internally and externally, Suit Supply is committed to living out their brand to their customers. This is inspiring to me. But what, what can we do as Intuit? It got me thinking about powering prosperity around the world. Thanks to Suit Supply, my brand transformation is complete. Professional, yet memorable. No more chocolate brown suit for me. I can finally feel comfortable as if I'm buttoned up with how I come across. Not all the way buttoned up, though. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the talk and maybe, just maybe, learned a thing or two about the process of buying a men's suit. And also, learned a thing or two about things you should do in a presentation and things you should avoid. You'll be happy to know that the chocolate brown suit is still sitting in my closet and only comes out on special occasions. Don't worry, it won't make an appearance at my wedding. That will be the unveiling of my suit supply suit. That's a wrap, folks, for today's podcast. Keeping it under 18 minutes in true TED Talk style. Thanks again to today's sponsor, Siggy's Icelandic Style Yogurt. And thank you for your continued listening presence. I'll be back after my bachelor party, and we'll try to get in, in another episode before my big day. But that's not my decision. I'll need to run it by a certain someone first. Hope you enjoy the rest of July. And until next time, take care, talk soon, and God bless.